Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. It's become second nature to Pastor J.D. to share the gospel at the close of each and every prophecy update. And today's edition does not depart from this tradition. Perhaps you're listening and you're in fear because of all the things that are happening on the global stage. Today, Pastor J.D. will give you the answer to deal with that fear you're struggling with once and for all. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 8, 2018. We long for, we, we ache for the Lord's return. The Lord cannot come back and rapture us out of here soon enough. I want to encourage you that the Lord's return draws nigh. No, we don't know the day or the hour. We cannot know, but here's what we can know. It's very soon. Jesus said, Behold, I come at an hour you expect not. I've always uh, mused over that, because if I'm understanding it correctly, it's as if Jesus is saying, I'm going to come at an hour that you don't think I'm going to come. So in other words, here's the way my brain is wired, and I know they have clinical terms for the way my brain is wired, but here's in my way of thinking how I think about that. Okay, so uh, I really don't think, I mean, I know it's possible, but between the hour of 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock this afternoon, I'm really not expecting, I mean, it'd be great, you know, praise the Lord, if the rapture were to happen, but I'm not expecting him necessarily to come specifically at that hour between two and three o'clock this afternoon. And that's what Jesus said. Oh, oh, (laughs) you're not expecting me to come back at that hour? (laughs) That's the hour I could come back. Now, what comes packaged with that is great hope and great encouragement. See, here's how we're supposed to see this. If the Lord could come back at any time, on any day, and at any hour, how then ought we to live? This is what, we we call it the blessed hope. I, I say it's the only hope. And not only is it the only hope, it's the only thing that keeps me sane. And that's not hyperbole. I know I've shared this before. If it were not for this hope that the rapture can happen at any time, I would literally go out of my mind. 
As I see how evil this world is becoming, it's waxing more and more evil, seemingly by the day and even the hour. And I can't take it anymore. And I can't watch these babies in Syria dying anymore. I just can't. I want Jesus to come back. See, and that's what enables me to sleep at night, and that's what enables me to get up in the morning and get through the day, is knowing that this could be the day. I know it's soon. How soon? Soon. Well, what if it's not for another five years? (sighs) Well, you know what? We're to occupy until He comes, even as we are now doing. And by the way, God will never call or command us to do anything without also enabling us to do that which He's called and commanded us to do. What do you mean? Well, if God's called us and even commanded us to occupy until He comes, being busy about the things of God, He is going to, with that, enable us and empower us to do it, to get through it. If the Lord's return isn't for another five years, I have the promise from God that He will enable me to bear up under all that I will experience and go through all the difficulty, all the hardship, until He comes. He will empower me by the power of the Holy Spirit to occupy until He comes, making use of and seizing every opportunity that he presents before me. Well, as Christians, we can look up and lift up our heads because Jesus is at the door. I will even say his hand is on the doorknob. It's that close. Now, let's talk about something else here and hang in there with me. I need to say this, that some Christians, and certainly those who are not Christians, need to wake up. Well, that's pretty blunt, I know. It's pretty strong. It needs to be. You need to wake up. You're spiritually asleep. You've hit the snooze button on that alarm that has been sounding in your life. I was thinking about Resurrection Sunday and how when they went to the Mount of Olives and they went to the garden and Jesus tells the disciples to pray. And he says this, he says, watch and pray. Watch And pray. And what does he find when he comes back, when he goes off and prays and then comes back? He finds him sleeping. What's really intriguing to me is that I wonder, talking about Peter specifically, I wonder if had he been praying and watching, would he have denied the Lord? I mean, the Lord knew he would, but is that why? 
I was thinking about Romans chapter 13, where the Apostle Paul, true to form, and we've come to appreciate this about the Apostle Paul in our study through the New Testament, but true to form, he just head on says it like it is, in all of its needed sanctified strength, he says this, and do this. Understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Why? Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness. Get rid of that. There's no time for that. And put on the armor of light. He says, let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. There's no time for that. Wake up! Instead, Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. It's time to wake up. Maybe this is a word for somebody here today or watching online. This is the wake-up call. Maybe the alarm isn't going to go off again. And you won't even be able to hit the snooze button again. If you'll just give me a couple more minutes, and I appreciate very much your patience. I want to take the remainder of our time and talk to those who have never called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. If you're watching this online, I truly believe that it was no accident that you found this video on your <laughs> your screen. You you think that's strange? Where did who's this guy? I know I don't, you know. <laughs> there's a reason why you're uh, finding this video, especially at this point. This is the Lord trying to reach you, and maybe you're sitting here today. I make no assumptions. If you're sitting here in this church that is my privilege to pastor, and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you to do so today. To not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life. This is the most important decision you will ever make. The decision concerning Jesus Christ. See, this is what's going to happen. I was uh, talking to my daughter during one of our morning devotions, and uh, we were talking about how that there's going to be a lot of good people in hell and a lot of very bad people in heaven. And I'll, I'll raise my... I'll be at the front of the line, by the way. Because <laughs> that's not what determines who's going to be in heaven and who's going to be in hell, for all eternity, by the way contrary to what Pope Francis said, that hell is not for eternity. 
Or there is no hell, I think it was. No, there, <laughs> there has to be a hell. If there's no hell, there's no heaven. If there's no heaven, there's no hell. We're all going to spend eternity someplace. That's why Jesus came. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish in hell for all eternity, but have everlasting life in heaven with him for all eternity. And by the way, it's not God's will that anyone should perish, but that all should come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hell was never prepared for man. Hell was prepared for the devil and his demons. So God never sends anybody to hell. If anybody goes to hell, I like how one said it. Very apropos. If anyone goes to hell, they do so over Christ's dead and resurrected body. God never sends anybody to hell. And that's the gospel, by the way. That's what the Apostle Paul defined it as in his first epistle to the church in Corinth, chapter 15, in verses 1 through 4. He defines the gospel as of first importance, the most important. And it's that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. You know what the word gospel actually, literally, simply means? Good news! Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Good news! That's what the word gospel means. What debt? Oh, (laughs) you have a penalty to pay. It's the death penalty. But the good news is, is that Jesus Christ paid that penalty for you and instead of you by going to the cross, being crucified, buried, and resurrected on the third day. That's the good news. And that is good news. Well, that's the gospel. Now, Here's the childlike, simple explanation of how to respond to the gospel and be saved. Please, please, please do not tune me out. Please listen to me. How do you know that God isn't going to bring somebody into your path this week for such a time as this? so that you can give to everyone that answer of the hope that lies within you and share with them the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ in a very simple way. It's known as the, very simply, the ABCs of salvation. The A is for admit that you're a sinner in need of the Savior. This is repentance, by the way, because repentance simply means to change, to do a 180. You have a a change of mind, and now God can change your heart. And, And the change is, the repentance is, I have sinned against a perfect and righteous and holy God. I have fallen short of the perfect standard of God's righteousness. And I need the Savior, because I have sinned. 
In Romans 3, verse 10, it says, There is no one righteous, not even one. You know, whenever I do a memorial service, and I always make sure to say that, yes, you can probably be a good person. And you, and you probably are a good person. And certainly you have a good heart. But here's the problem. It's not good enough. You fall short. All, Romans 3.23, have fallen short. As good as you are, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born under Adam as sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23, one of my favorites, because it seems to package the bad news with the good news, and it's the bad news first. And there's something to that, by the way. This is what we know to be true about the Ten Commandments. It's very bad news, because the Ten Commandments show you you. It's a mirror to show you your true condition. You're a sinner. You've broken all ten of those commandments, and then some. I know for me, I've broken some that aren't in the ten. (laughs) And I've sinned, and I've broken God's law, and I'm under the death penalty. And that's the bad news, for the wages of sin is death. The wages. That's what we've earned. That's the payment. That's the penalty. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. First, now, here's the good news. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, Paul says famously, You are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Could you imagine heaven? If we could do something to get to heaven and then boast about it when we get there, that would not be heaven. I think that's the other place, actually. (laughs) What you need to get here? Well, you should have seen me. Oh my goodness. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. You will be saved. Wow, that's, that's too simple. I know. That's the problem, isn't it? Have we not complicated the gospel? Have we not added to the simplicity, the childlike simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You must do this, you must do that, you must do this, you must do that. No. Come just as you are. That's the B. Here's the C, lastly. The C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or if you prefer, again, Romans 10, 9 and 10, confess with your mouth. 
Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, I like to say that this is how you seal the deal. Romans 10, 13, all, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Can I say this lastly? <laughs> all who call will be a we. It's got a little ring to it, doesn't it? And I came up with that all by myself. Well, actually the Holy Spirit, I'm sure. But all who call will be a we. Be a we. So now you can tell people, what would the pastor talk about at church today? Oh, he talked about that I need to be a we. <laughs> Father in heaven, I, <laughs> I thank you for the grace from your people and their patience as well. But more importantly, Lord, I, I thank you so much for Bible prophecy because you've told us what's going to happen before it happens so that when it begins to happen, believers will look up and non-believers will believe. Lord, as we look around at the world, and especially what's happening in Syria and in the Middle East today, it's exactly as you said it would be. And Lord, you didn't just include prophecy in the Bible so that we would know. You included prophecy in the Bible so that we would believe and be ready. So Lord, I would just pray and ask for anyone here in this church or watching online that has never called upon you, that today would be the day of their salvation, that they would not put it off even one more day, let alone one more hour. Thank you, Lord. And lastly, for believers, Lord, would you, as only you can, would you just encourage our hearts and would you, in so doing, enable us to encourage one another? We need encouragement, Lord. Lord, we want to finish well. We want to run the race. And we know, like the Apostle Paul said, that what awaits us, all of us who are longing for your appearing, is a crown of righteousness. Lord, we can't wait, not for the crown, but to cast that crown at your feet before your throne. Lord, come quickly. Maranatha. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.